right, you've come. An exciting day, exciting day uh, for two reasons. First, as you heard from Josh, uh, in just uh, a few moments after the study of Scripture, uh, and uh, Pauline, our serving director, gives us a few words, uh, you'll have the opportunity uh, to browse the booths of the ministry fair uh, where you'll have the opportunity to take a look at some of the things that are mentioned in your Serving Love Serves booklet. Uh, that Love Serves booklet, here it is, uh, has all these uh, opportunities listed in there for you. Uh, you'll have the opportunity to follow up there in the uh, Welcome Center. The ministry fair is for everyone who considers Black Rock uh, their home church. Because in the Bible, God calls every Christ follower to participate in the local body by using gifts that God gives them and a unique fit that God has uh, given them to serve. And so this ministry fair is for you if you are already serving because this may be the opportunity for you to browse the booths and find your even better fit. And the ministry fair is for you uh, if you're not serving because at the booths, you'll get to find out about all these great ways for you to try to serve. And I do, I do, don't be bashful about just trying. We're not asking you to make a lifelong commitment today. Uh, just be willing to try a serving area. But I mentioned there's two reasons this is an exciting day. It's because uh, the second reason is we're going back to our study of the Old Testament Prophets. Today, we're going to hear from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. And Isaiah's message is directly related to the subject of our ministry fair uh, because the repeated theme in the book of Isaiah is the servant, the servant of God. Now, I call Isaiah a book, although you need to understand what kind of book it is. Uh, some books in the Bible are like a story that have a beginning and a middle and an end. But other books in the Bible are not story. Uh, sometimes they're a collection of works. Uh, for instance, the book of Psalms does not have a story. It's a collection of God-inspired songs and poems. Likewise, the book of Proverbs is not a story. It's a collection of God-inspired words of wisdom. In the same way, Isaiah does not tell a story. It's a rapid-fire series of images and rhymes, uh, much like uh, what Brad uh, did for us in that uh, rap. Isaiah is the original spoken word. Uh, Isaiah is a mashup of different kinds of literature, primarily uh, centering around visions visions that God gave Isaiah. And you may say, what is a vision? Well, a vision is kind of a ultrasound. Uh, for thousands of years, uh, women became pregnant and everyone knew that a child was growing inside, but no one knew the mystery of what was happening just a few layers of skin and muscle away. But today, we have the ultrasound. Uh, and when my wife and I went for our first ultrasound, uh, the technician pointed to the screen in this grainy uh, black and white image on the screen, and uh, the technician uh, pointed to a, a little kind of uh, figure on the screen and said, oh, there's your child. And of course, 
like all parents, uh, my wife and I said, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Even though it's just like a blob, you know, on the <laughs> screen. Uh, but then to our surprise, the, the technician was clicking a few more keys and then the cl- and it says, oh, here's your other child. <laughs> and I said, Yahoo, it's buy one, get one free. And I love bargains. I said, keep looking, keep looking. But there were only two. Uh, And over time, we got some terrific ultrasound pictures of our twins. And uh, they're really photogenic. uh, And we found out that they're true hams. We have ultrasounds of them waving to the camera, you know, doing a can-can together, crazy stuff. Isaiah's visions are like an ultrasound. An ultrasound that gives us a picture of the mystery that is happening a thin veil away. The ultrasound of uh, Isaiah's vision gives us a picture of the mystery of the other side of the veil that separates our physical seen world from the unseen spiritual world that is just as real. A vision is an ultrasound that gives you a glimpse of God himself and lets you hear the heartbeat, the heartbeat of God. Isaiah's vision lets you hear God's heartbeat about what he thinks and what he feels and what God wants for his people, what God wants from his people, and what God will do when he comes personally as the Messiah. That's a fascinating part of the visions of Isaiah, is that in Isaiah, some of Isaiah's visions, God actually parts the curtain to give a future peek into his plan of salvation through the promised Messiah. And sometime today, read Isaiah chapter 53. It's the vision God gave Isaiah about the suffering servant. It's a vision of how the suffering servant will be pierced for our transgressions, how his wounds will be our healing, how the punishment that brings us peace, God will lay upon him, how he will pay for our sins by his death, and how he will be raised from the dead forever and ever alive. Sound familiar? The details perfectly correspond to what Jesus did on the cross. But get this, Isaiah's vision of the suffering servant was given 500 years before Christmas. 500 years. It's miraculous. It's a miracle that demonstrates how these words in Isaiah are God's word, life-changing words when I apply them to my life. So like I said, um, God's message, a central message in Isaiah has to do with the servant of God and God calling his people to serve him through the visions that he gives Isaiah. And in just a few moments, I'm gonna ask Isaiah to stand behind this pulpit and share these visions that call God's people to serve. That includes you. That includes me. But let me just uh, prepare you for the fact that uh, God's vision call to serve is not a soft word. Uh, Sometimes God speaks softly and gently to his people, but not here. 
Here, God gives his raw heartbeat, his raw feelings and hard words to his people. Hard words that I need to hear. And so do you, if you're one of the people of God. So uh, in a moment, Isaiah's gonna stand behind the pulpit and share with you these visions. Um, my mouth will be moving, but these are Isaiah's words from the visions that uh, God gave him, uh, paraphrased from Isaiah chapter 29 about the clay and the potter, from Isaiah chapter five about the vineyard vision, from Isaiah chapter 65 and God's promises to his servants. And Isaiah starts with a vision of God himself in Isaiah chapter six. In the year that King Uzziah died, God gave me a vision that changed my life. God pulled back the curtain between the physical world and the spiritual world, and God gave me a glimpse of who he really is. I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted. My glimpse of God stunned me as I trembled with fear because at once I could see that God is infinite and I am infinitesimal, that God is indescribable and I'm insignificant, that God is everything and I am nothing. It's true. When I saw God in his infinite immensity, I saw that God held the waters of the oceans of all the world as a drop in the palm of his hand, that the, that the nations of all the world were like dust on his fingertips. And I saw how small I was in comparison. I mean, if before the nations, God is immense, then who am I? And then it hit me. I felt a surge of overwhelming shame come over me as I recognize the foolishness of my daily obsession with me. I saw how ridiculous it is to live like the world revolves around me. I saw the absurdity of my self-focus when I saw the truth that all time and space is focused on the one who sits on the throne. It's all about God, it's not about me. And proving the point, I saw heavenly beings beyond count. And these true servants of God were deflecting all attention from themselves in order to give all attention to the one who sits on the throne. And they continually cry with wonder and astonishment, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole universe is full of his glory. It's true. God is holy, meaning that he is completely set apart in quality of excellence and purity and perfection. His infinity is among, beyond everything and everyone he has made. And I was already overcome with God's immensity. But I was even more overwhelmed by his flawless character. I was taken by the perfection of who he is. 
And this vision of God's sinless purity sent me to my knees and I cried, no, no, woe is me, I'm unclean. I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among people with unclean lips. And then one of the heavenly beings took a live coal from the altar of worship and with tongs took that coal and touched my lips with that live coal. The fire touched these lips that up to this point had been used only for singing my praises and talking about me and what I've done and what I want. The coal touched these lips that's used to build me up and tear other people down. This coal touched these lips and sent down a warmth of grace that melted my heart. And the angel said to me, see, the coal touched your lips and your guilt is taken away. Your sin has been atoned for. And then I heard a different voice, a voice that shook heaven and earth. I heard the voice of God saying, who, who shall I send? Who will serve me? And I was face down, but when I heard this question, I leapt to my feet and I raised my voice for all heaven to hear and I said, here I am, Lord, send me. Let me serve you. So, here I am. With coal-touched lips, I bring you a message from this holy God. Here's the message. God says, you are not taking him seriously. You have lost sight of who God is. You don't see him as enthroned in vast greatness and holiness, No, in your small imagination, your God is puny and small. You see God as your errand boy. You see God as this heavenly pal who's satisfied to just fit into the cracks of your life and hover around just in case you might need him to do something. You have the audacity to order him in prayer. Lord, this is what I want you to do for me. Here's how I want you to bless me. You act as if God existed to serve you and your will when it's exactly the opposite. You exist to serve God and perform his holy will for your life. This is what God told me. You have it all upside down. God says, I am the potter. You are the clay. But you treat me like you think it's the other way around. You act like you can mold and make me into whatever you want me to be and do to suit you. But I am not the clay. I am the potter who formed you with my hands. I formed you to serve me and my holy purpose, but you have it all upside down. This is what God has to say to you. See, if you think that God is waiting by your bedside every morning with hat in hand and a how can I serve you today face, then you are not seeing God as he really is. I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and lifted up, and now I will never again dare to think that the world revolves around me. I leapt up and cried, here I am, send me. 
Because when you see God for who he really is, you understand who you really are, that you are created to serve him. If you knew God as he really is, you would take him seriously and take seriously his call to be his servant. By not serving God, you're missing your very purpose in life. So God told me to share with you another vision. God told me to tell you about his vineyard. God took me to a plot of ground. And although it was fertile soil, this plot of ground would never produce healthy vines on its own because the soil was loaded with underground boulders and also uh, millions of pebbles and stones. And I watched God bend down to clear the land. I watched God where for weeks he dug underground boulders and used those boulders to create a protective wall around his vineyard. For months he cleared the land of small pebbles and stones. And then after cleaning the land, God planted in the soft soil a precious seed, the best, most costly seed. And then God waited for the vines to grow. And he waited, and he waited, and while he waited, he constructed a large wine press in anticipation of all the, the fruit and the joyful wine that would soon appear. But I watched as God waited and waited, season after season, but there was never any fruit on the vine. Finally, after a period of no fruit, almost as an insult, tiny grapes appeared, and God found them hard and bitter to the taste. To those who do not see God as he really is, to those who do not leap to their feet to serve him, God says, you are that vineyard. God says, judge between me and my loved vineyard. What more could I have done than I have done for my vineyard? Yet my vineyard refuses to produce fruit. Now I will tell you what I will do with my vineyard. I will take away its protective hedge and let it go wild. I will break down its wall and let it be trampled. I will let it become a wasteland, never pruned or cultivated, and weeds and thorns will grow there. I will even command the clouds not to rain upon it. I heard the pain and disappointment in the voice of God. See, you were created to have a fruitful relationship with God. You were created for a partnership with God that would bring beauty and joy to this waiting world through the fruit that you produce in partnership with him. When I saw behind the curtain, I saw how from God's perspective, every person he has created falls into one of two categories. Either you have a relationship with God as God's servant, or you have no relationship with God at all. When you have a servant relationship with God, then God heaps blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon your life. But if you see yourself as the center of the universe and God as your servant, 
then God has this to say to you. My servant will eat, but your soul will go hungry. My servant will drink, but your soul will go thirsty. My servant will rejoice, but you will be put to shame. My servant will sing from a joy-filled heart, but you will cry from anguish of heart and brokenness of spirit. God sent me to deliver you a message. It's a message for you to take God seriously. Open your eyes and see who the Lord really is. See the Lord in his immense splendor and holiness. And when you do, then you too will leap to your feet saying, Lord, here I am. Send me. Let me be your servant. This is the spoken word that God gives through Isaiah. And like I said, it's a hard word, but one that I need to hear. As a Christ follower, I need to hear this reminder of who God really is. I need to receive this reminder of who I am in Christ. I am created in Christ for good works that God has prepared in advance for me to do and to serve him out of love and gratitude. That's who I am, and I need to take that Seriously. But maybe you're a seeker here today uh, and you're investigating a relationship with God. Uh, maybe this becomes a holy moment when you hear that your puny uh, idea of who God is is wrong, that God is immense and infinite. But also this is that holy moment when you understand that this immense and infinite God loves you, loves you so much that he came in person in, as the suffering servant who died on the cross for you. And maybe this is that holy moment when you come to believe in this suffering servant named Jesus and you begin the adventure of following him and discovering that you are never more like God. You are never closer to the heart of God than when you serve like Jesus, the suffering servant. Let's pray, and then I'm going to turn it over to Pauline. We want to thank you for watching and listening to our sermons online, and we hope that uh, you will be inspired to live more like Jesus through these. Please check out blackrock.org for more information about our church. Know that you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, and also uh, know that you can give uh, to BlackRock and to our ministry through PushPay, through our mobile app, and on our website. Your uh, donations and your support of our ministry allows us to have uh, these videos online and for us to impact our community.